here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Jacopo. I'm the Frills United Coaster representative from Rome, Italy, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. Hi, I'm Grace Peacock, Director of Communications at Canada's Wonderland, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Collins. And I'm EB. And we are from CoasterRadio.com, the original theme park podcast. And you guys are listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us go through Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please, secure your hats and glasses, and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the coaster challenge with your hosts, Kim Dykes. Hello, everyone. This is Kim, line producer for the Coaster Challenge podcast, and I am thrilled for the opportunity to speak with a special international guest today. I am sitting down with Paul, a coaster photographer and YouTuber from the UK who is known in the coaster community as Thrill Rides Photography. Welcome, Paul. Hello, and thanks for having me on. Well, I am super excited for you to be here. I've talked with you just a bit on social media. And I really enjoy your content, especially the video of you and your friend <laughs> facing backwards on Zodra. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw that, I said, I've got to get to know this guy better. Because before I saw that, my daughter is the only person I've ever seen that could make it all the way through an RMC turned around backwards yeah <laughs> and she's yeah. actually creased the people out on the rides because she'll just turn around and look at them and they don't know what to think that's it yep so i'd like to get started with you please sharing a few things about yourself to help us get to know you of course yeah so i'm paul um i'm from england i think i'm probably uh, one of the only ones really that you've had for international uh from england on the podcast and um yeah it's been a, it's a pleasure to be here so yeah, um, I've got a beautiful wife. Uh, we've been together for around eight years now, um, and uh, we got married last year um, in Vegas. Um, Congratulations! So that was, yeah, thank you. Uh, so we have uh, three children uh, between us. Um, so I've got Emma, which is ten. Uh, my son, who's Jake, who's ten, and uh, also Holly as well, which is eight. And uh, yeah, we um, we're a great uh, little family that uh, just blend really well. Um, and the uh, the YouTube channel that we do um, shows that kind of journey through our coastal community, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, um, my fo- nearest theme park is actually uh, Chessington World of Adventures, um, which is a small kind of family park. Um, closest one, which is like a frill um, kind of park, is Fort Park, uh, which I think we'll go into later on. 
Um, to be able to be accepted by my wife, I had to be a Disney fan, which uh, I, I <laughs> showed my love for Disney over the time. I've been uh, visiting many Disney parks, uh, and we just enjoy adventures. We really do, and uh, just partying, uh, and that's the main thing—just living life now and enjoying it. Well, you know, when I actually had a conversation with my daughter the other day, and it was interesting because uh, my son's getting ready to graduate from high school next year, so you know, we're starting to look at his future plans, you know, after high school, what he wants to do for work, where he would eventually want to live, you know, the path it's going to take him to get there. And my daughter, she's 13. And I just asked her, you know, if you could live anywhere, where do you want to live? And yep. So (laughs) I've actually always wanted to visit England. So if we, if she winds up moving there, I'll tell her I know somebody. (laughs) Uh, I'm more than her. happy showing you that, yeah, showing around and then getting it onto the RMCs that's over in Europe. Not a problem. Oh, we'll get some videos crazy. done together backwards. Oh, yes. Except not me. I'll break my neck. Once <laughs> 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 you do that, I'm, I would be in a straight jacket after that or neck brace or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So the beginning of our interviews are always basically a coaster time warp. Per se, we yeah. walk, take a little walk through time, back through your history of riding coasters, and yeah. then later on, the last part of the interview, we'll kind of fast forward to today and talk about your current experiences and things you have planned for the future. Yeah. So, as we enter the roller coaster time warp, our first question. I'd like to ask you, what is the first coaster that you remember riding? So the first one was actually uh, the same uh, same type of ride as yours, actually, was uh, which is the Beastie. Uh, I think it's pretty close to being quite a lot of people's. Um, and it was a little place uh, in the West Midlands, um, and it was uh, just the only coaster that I'd probably seen uh, as a child, really. And... Um, it was just the look of the train at the time. It was a, a scary-looking dragon-type ride, yes. uh, and they positioned it really well. That they positioned it at the edge of a wall, and then the side of the wall dropped down into some water, so it felt a lot higher than it was. It was at the time, okay. um, and I just remember going on it and uh, just feeling the uh, the movement um, of the the ride as it was going round. Uh, you know, it's just kind of, uh, it just started from there. And then I wanted to do the back, you know, and then kind of work out where the fastest bits of the ride were as well. And uh, it all started from there, really. Um, it's just um, a ride that I, I I looked up recently and tried to see if it was still there, but it has gone now, unfortunately. But yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's crazy how just a small ride, you can remember so much about things with that. Yeah, my first one was actually the Beastie at King's Island. It's now, yeah, yeah, Stock Express. For me, it was a bit different. I wouldn't say I had a love of coasters. I was really scared, largely because I was told they were scary. And I would hang on and close my eyes. (laughs) Like, I don't even remember when the first time, I think the first time I actually opened my eyes was in college when I rode and then once I started opening my eyes I was like oh my goodness what have I been missing (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> missing uh, out the ride. Yeah. And I find it kind of more scary closing your eyes on some yeah. aspects as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So you probably making it worse. <laughs> yeah. And then I, d- I remember I, I didn't really start letting go until my son and I started riding in 2018. It took a it took a while for me to develop, I guess, what you call a real joy of coasters, but yet it was a challenge I wanted to continue to face. Yeah. Looking back on your coasters that you've ridden all the way back to the beginning moving forward, what is the one that has scared you the most? So um there was there's two moments in my life so just go back a little bit first of all so um the reason why i kind of got into it a little bit um we had a newspaper which is still out at the moment called uh, the sun and um back nine in about 93 94 they used to do a thing where you could collect the tokens uh and then gain tickets for the theme parks um so you would send off for the tickets um and then you'd get come back and it would give you the date you'd have to go it was all or nothing and then the local newspapers then used to advertise their dates and used to be able to swap them with people so and and that's how it all started so it was alton towers who uh there were the three tickets before so um we started we started off going we didn't have much money as a family we really didn't we were four of us we just really didn't. So these free tickets really did help. Um, and then one day, I remember um, it was supposed to be a school day. And my mum just come in and said, right, we're going to talk, go to Orton Towers and, uh, with these tickets. And she drove us there. And um, it, when I kind of got there, I didn't really know too much about it because, you know, it's just not something that we used to do. Um, and uh, there was a ride there, the Nemesis or Nemesis. Yes. Um, so that was opened in 1994. Um, and it was a different context of ride that we'd ever, we'd ever seen uh, in the UK at that point. Uh, the inversions had not been seen before. You know, it was on, under the track. Your legs were down. And, and the queue times around then was around about four hours, four and a half hours. And I remember waiting in the queue for that ride. Um, and um, Nemesis's queue line interacts with the ride so you go through the coaster you go around the coaster and because it's um so low down and in a um, dugout it's loud as well so you're like waiting in the queue and all of a sudden all you can hear it come past you and the wind you know blowing your hair um and it was scary it was really scary and um I, um, not many people know it, but um, I got to the station and walked straight over and didn't even go on it. So really? I, so you yeah, were that scared going through the station? hundred percent, because wow. it was just the speed. You would, you just hadn't seen that type of thing before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I felt gutted, absolutely gutted, that um, I'd waited all that time um, and I'd let myself down uh, uh-huh. because it was... All this time, I was building myself up for it. You know, I can do it. I can really get this done. You know, be really good. Uh, and then just for me to walk over, I just physically couldn't do it at that time. Um, it took me the rest of the day, and it was the, pretty much to the towards the end of the day. We waited back in the queue line, and and I managed to get on the ride. Um, it was um, 
And I'm so glad I did. Uh, you know, it was a sense of pride. It was a sense of passion that I could just, you know, feel like I could do anything. Uh, and that was the main thing. But it was just it was just crazy how I went from going, I just can't do this, to going, right, I'm on it. And now I'm off it. Uh, it's a sense of passion and pride. It was just crazy. And, you know, Alton Towers is actually one of the parks I've wanted to visit for a long time. And I've heard the name nemesis yeah many yeah times and um that's a coaster i'm hoping one of these days when i get to do international travel after my kids are grown that i get yeah. to experience for myself so you know when you were you know you left the line the first time for nemesis yep during the day i guess you know what changed your mind and how were you feeling when you went back to the ride? Because that's quite a sharp change. Yeah, it was. So it was my brother that was that went on it. Uh, he managed to get on it and he was just talking about how great it was. You know, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not as scary as what you think. The sound is different to being on it. And um, he kind of built me up, you know, and kind of uh, fed me through that, to be fair. Um, you know, and it's just like it's not as bad as what you think it will be, uh, and it's it's the same type of words now that I say to my son when I'm taking him on a ride. Yes. It's not as bad as what you think. Go on it. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it again. But you need to try it, and then then make that decision yourself. You know, don't always think about it, and then do it based on what you think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was just building it up. And then I went, to, you know, kind of got into that queue line and it was just had in my head that I was going to do it after listening to him. You know, and that's really the power of being with, uh, it is it, just being with other people writing. And that yeah. was what really pushed my son out of the fear zone when he started going to these coaster kids meetups. Yep. And, you know, there was all of this encouragement. There wasn't anyone forcing. There's not anyone going to laugh at you or make fun of you. Yeah. You know, if you don't ride, just positive encouragement. And that helped him break through that never-ending barrier of anxiety that so many people with autism face. Yeah. And it's like you said, I mean, it was life changing in every way. You said when you got off the coaster, you know, you felt proud, you felt passionate. Were you able to go ride it again that day? No, uh, because of the queue lines for so long, uh, that was pretty much eight, eight hours of the day gone. <laughs> okay oh my goodness so yeah it was um just to ride it um but yeah i managed to get get on it um, on opening year that was something that we're quite proud of absolutely and it's there's nothing like that feeling of i did it yeah now one we always want to go do it again if we can yeah. and then two what's next <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly but the um the, this the second one for me that scared me the most uh, is i was actually on a, um, a single trip into america and um doing intimidator 305 
because it was the tallest thing I'd seen at that point, and I'd knew that people blacked out on it. Um, it was a little bit worrying in terms of uh, what would happen if I black out and I don't come yeah. back round. Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of built up the courage. I've got to do it. I'm here. I've spent all this money to get here. I've spent, you know, to come to the park. And then the, uh, when you kind of think about the best places to sit on a coaster to try and stop you from blacking out, you'd think towards the front of the coaster, wouldn't you? Uh-huh. No, not me. I went, got into the station and turned left, straight to the very back. Straight to the back, yep. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I would do it, but I did. Um, and, yeah, I, it did exactly what it does to many other people. It completely blacked me out, and you wow. only then come back through when you start going to the airtime hill. Um, and I just remember coming off the coast, the coaster, and I just remember kind of messaging home saying, I've just blacked out on the coaster, but I'm good. <laughs> And I'm one of those weirdos with that coaster. And I mean, that is, I think, as far as intensity, I've not really, I can't say I've ridden anything more intense. And I'm dumb enough. I'm I'm one of these people. It's like the challenge. Bring it on. How many yep. times can I ride this? Yep. And um, I've developed a, a strong liking of the back. <laughs> yeah. eight or three or five. The last time we went, I got um it was 32 rides. Wow. It was nuts. I've been to the park before. And yeah. um it was like 17 in the morning. Then I went and had lunch. The park was dead. I went and did like 14 rides over in Twisted Timbers. Then I went back <laughs> to Timber yeah. 305. And they cut it down to one train. So that slowed me down a little bit. Yeah. But um I got like uh, 15 more rides, but wow. I can say, I get what you're saying about that airtime hill. Cause I yeah. figured it out. It doesn't put me into a full blown blackout. Gives yeah. me hard. I mean, really, really hard gray out. And I just focus on that airtime hill and yeah. blink my eyes. Cause I know as soon as I hit the airtime hill, it's like a switch flips. Boom. You're back. Yeah. You're back every yeah. single time. Yeah. And for me, I just I feel challenged learning how to ride a coaster and how to enjoy a coaster because the first visit I went I rode it can't say that I loved it so yeah. you know it took me some time to to work with see you know what I could do to make the experience better and I enjoy it but it's definitely not one that is for everybody i will say that uh, yeah i do agree yeah i do agree it's a select few uh, and i think that's probably why there's not many more built of them ones yeah my daughter doesn't she's not a fan of it she blacks out and i mean she'll write it like a couple times and then she's like "Ma, i can't do this anymore no so. <laughs> yeah and so the her that her and my son are old enough if they want to go do something else for a while i will Send them on their way. He'll marathon with me more than she will. And wow. um, yeah. if they don't want to do it, go off on my own if nobody else is around and have fun while I'm there. Yeah. So you talked about how you felt, you know, the sense of pride, passion, I can do anything, feelings that you had when you got off of these coasters that you were deathly afraid of looking, you know, over the years into multiple areas of your life, would you say that those rides had an impact on you? 
I think so. Um, I think it, it makes you stronger, makes you realise that you can do a lot more than what you think, uh, especially when you get to the, the big 300-foot uh, coast, especially it's the first time you've seen them as well, and you kind of go on them. Um, and you come off and you just go, I just did that and I did it really well, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's the main thing for me is uh, when you get on these coasters that you don't know what you're going to, especially the first time going on, what you're going to feel um, and the experiences and coming off there and, and enjoying it, it's, it is a sense of pride and passion, definitely. And, you know, Nemesis was probably, the, I'd say, that one that started that enthusiasm, really, uh, you mm-hmm. know, because from that point, from that point on, it was like, what's the next one? What's the next thing? Uh, and like '94 was the year for us uh, in the UK where we had a slightly coaster war. We had the big one, uh, Blackpool open up. We had uh, Shockwave at Drayton Manor open up, and Nemesis. So it was like, right, I need to get to all three of them. I need to quickly go and do them because, mm-hmm. you know, it was building up, building up, building up, building up. What's the next one to go? And. Um... I'll tell you, I could not agree with you more as far as it just affects your life without it you realizing it's affecting your life until it yeah. happens. You know, I shared yeah. my story of my weight loss with you and how in the world was I able to do that? And I, you know, I look back on it and I'm like, it's your mind. Because yeah. once you can, you know, coasters, you can let go of that fear in your mind. You're not afraid anymore. You know, it's all yeah. in your mind. Overeating is in your mind. The fact that I was scared to death to speak in public, it's in your mind. These are not it the is. same people, you know, that laughed at you and made fun of you 30 mm-hmm. years ago. This is a whole different group, you yeah. know. And once you can get your head clear and... um have that you know confidence and that i can do anything mindset it just yeah. happens it does and, indeed yeah and i tie it all back to overcoming fear i have to say i've not been afraid of anything anything in a long long time but speaking of blackouts the one coaster that i'm actually nervous for after interviewing one of our previous guests is x2 yeah. And my previous guest told me, of course, he went back edge seat on X2 for the first ride. Yeah. He hit a full blown blackout on the drop. Yeah. And he, they had to assist him like off the ride. No. Yeah. But he, I mean, he ride. he's ridden it again. Yeah. And he's, he rides it more now. But when he told me that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, you get that on Tatsu as well. Okay. Yeah, you definitely will. On the pretzel loop, that that pretzel loop is one hell of a pretzel loop. Oh my god. Yeah. Say yes, I can, and hope for the best. If if I block out, I'll tell everybody I had a great nap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most relaxing ride ever. Yes. All right. So. Throughout doing what we do, you know, being an enthusiast, travels, going to all these different parks, one of the most fun parts of the activity for me are those moments that happen 
when you're not expecting it. Those wild, crazy moments that just have you laughing until you're in tears and you, you just can't stop laughing because it's so ridiculous. I'm sure yeah. we've all had several of those. <laughs> um, the harder I laugh, the, the more the good times roll. That's all I can say. But um, yeah. looking back on all of your experiences, what would you say has been your absolute craziest moment, aside from the head turning, <laughs> um, on a coaster or in an amusement park? So um, I'll just share a few stories. Um, so the funniest I've ever laughed on a coaster is uh, there was a bunch of Americans with us, uh, with me uh, and my friend Dan, who um, joined uh, Thrill Vice Photography uh, last year. And we went on, so right next to Zandra is a, a kiddie coaster. And uh, the uh, actual lap bar uh, didn't go down on his train, um, but it still went off. So oh. halfway through the ride, he could stand up on the ride <laughs> and switch seats. <laughs> but and it was a two lap special as well so it literally had to go around twice so each ride he went round he literally could swap seats and you've seen one of our vlogs that we've done and I was crying I was literally oh crying God. it was just that funny because it was like they've just now got a stand up coaster and it was just the funniest thing it really was um, and I'm glad uh, I've always got that to watch back on on the video because it was just the most hilarious that thing. That is great. Thing. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't even guess it would even happen, and it just happened, and I managed to get it on film. It was I've got to find this video. Yeah, it's the latest Energylandia vlog that we did. It's just okay. uh, it's just funny. Uh, in terms of my, my best experience, um, it was nearly the same day, actually. Uh, we went on Hyperion. Um, and it was with uh, Upstop Media. Uh, Dan mm -hmm. was with us as well. Okay. And um, we was in the we uh, we go to Energylandia quite a lot, even though it's quite uh, in another country. We we travel there. It's one of our favourite parks, and we get to know the ride uh, staff there quite well. And there's a lady that works on uh, Hyperion, and um, we got to the station. Um, and it was something called Magic Nights, where the fireworks go off, they do a DJ set, they do a water park, um, beach party, everything. And um, she held us in the station for a long time, um, longer than we thought. And then all of a sudden, she let us, let us uh, dispatched. And as we was going up the lift hill, she timed it for us to go up the lift hill with the fireworks going off behind us. And... <sighs> We all the way through the ride, we had a firework display as we were riding Hyperion, and for that was also filmed and it's also available to see. And wow. that for us, we just we hugged at the end of the ride. It was that elite moment of going, we've made it. This is the pinnacle of what we can get to being on the coaster, full blackout because they have no lights on at that time. Uh, riding that with fireworks going off and it was just incredible that definitely sounds like a moment in time never to be forgotten yeah um couple of moments i have a tie in with your stories you're talking about standing up on the coaster 
This year, I have to say, my anti-disappointment, like my most disappointing bucket list coaster that I got to ride of the year was uh, Phoenix at Knobles. Found it very, just kind of boring. But the airtime on that thing was just completely wild and out of control. In the front seat, it literally stood me up. I almost came over the divider <laughs> and landed in my son's lap. And at one point, I had to grab onto the front of the car because I thought it was going to flip me forward. Yeah. <laughs> Trade. I'm like, how wow. can something this slow do this to me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then Just my, crazy. Uh, and then my beautiful frozen in time moment. Quite comparable to your fireworks on Hyperion. Yeah. This year we went to Six Flags Great Adventure for the first time. And um, we were doing multiple rides, like a little mini marathon on Zumanjaro, the drop tower. Yeah. And um, it finally happened. We got a dueling ride with King Dakar. Wow, that's an elite oh, moment. It was all, and I'm, I, you know, this park is a long way away from me. I don't know how many times I'm going to get to go. Yeah. I was on the right edge seat of that thing. You know, most of the people are up there screaming and yelling, and I'm up there, just send it. Send <laughs> yes. it now. Dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> now. Go, go, go. My son and I were both just like, it's going to happen. I mean, that train flying up that structure, you could feel the vibration going through the whole body. Yeah. Hear the roar, the noise. And I look beside me, it comes zipping right in front of my face. Like, I can't believe this actually happened. This is the best moment of my entire life. I will never, ever forget that sensation. I just hope at some point I get to experience something that's comparable again. Because that was definitely a Nirvana moment for me. I don't know how that can Mm. be topped. Uh, and it's it just seeing it on the video is just uh, incredible enough to see that um, it can duel that good um, to so yeah. to be uh, to experience it as well. Mm-hmm. And the I know what you mean. So when I went on Kindercot, there's a lot, there's a, a really strong roar and rattle, isn't there? Yes. Um, and to feel that four hundred feet up in the air just as you're about to drop on a drop tower, oh. um, that must make it quite a bit of a strange sensation. Oh, yeah. I've never experienced anything like that in my entire life and don't know that I ever will again. I can only hope it happens at some point. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the other um, other thing that we had um, as well was uh, we went on Speed, which is a water coaster to, at Energylandia as well. Okay. Uh, so it's a 200-feet uh, water coaster. And, so is uh, this like a plume ride or is it like a put on your swim clothes like a water coaster you run on a tube or something no no it's a proper water coaster so it is literally a it's like a log flume but it's actually on a, on a track oh okay um, and it's got the lift hill so it's not a lift hill it's literally a, a lifter to lift the boats up okay. um uh it's a 200 foot uh, coaster it's uh, really 
really good ride. Um, but the great thing is with it, every time you go in, there's a different experience. So um, Dan's great idea, again, trying to look for the next best thing in terms of videos, yes. is we need to get the biggest people we can uh, to be on with us to see how much of a splash we can Big get. Big of a splash, yeah. So we um, we when the uh, the Americans were over with us because we met them over there, uh, we got all the big people in our group to sit on one side of the boat, and then the lighter people on the other side, thinking they would say to us, "No, you need to even it out because it would, you know, it's not going to be good in terms of like the leveling." And they just dispatched us, and as soon as we got out the station, the side literally went under the water, and we were sinking. <laughs> <laughs> And then to top it all off, uh, there was then, um, I'm not going to say which side it started from. I'm not going to say it was England or if it was America started off a water fight uh-huh. uh, as we were going down in, with the trough. And we were more soaked before we even got to the lift deal than we were getting, you know, pretty much a normal ride would be. That's how crazy it got. So, um, and then going up the lift deal, um, we just started singing a bit of Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh it, it, we um, we could hear people down the bottom of the actual ride singing it with us. Sure, why not? <laughs> so and yeah, and then it timed it perfectly to just go down the drop. But when we hit that the water at the end, oh, we came off absolutely soaked. And it was just that moment of going. We've just tried something really unique here, and they uh-huh. let us do it. And it was just a fantastic moment that every single one of us just talk about every single time we see we meet each other. Somehow, some way, I've got to come ride with you all at some point in my life. This is now becoming a bucket list item. <laughs> yes, These stories I hear. Yes, we try. We try and do different things. We we just try and find the next best thing to you know to um, to do, whether it be falling, pretending to fall asleep on a coaster, mm-hmm. you know, and just letting yourself go floppy and yeah. uh, little things like that. We we always try and do different things just to make them a bit more fun. And uh, and that's where the the backwards ride on Zandra came. Really, it was you know what can we do next? What's the mm-hmm. next thing we can do? And I think we're up to nearly 10 million views on that video now. It's getting up to, uh, uh, and it's still going strong. My next, I guess, crazy thing I'm ready to try because I've done as much as my body will allow me to do. I can't do the whole turn of my head thing. I'll break my neck. Um, Being older and having arthritis will do that to you. (laughs) But um, one of my previous guests on the podcast his um, interview is coming out relatively soon. Uh, he does this thing called donut credits. He told me about it. I'm like, what the hell is a donut credit? I need to know more about this. This sounds interesting. So he sent me a video of himself eating a donut on Iron Glass. Oh, okay. That's, he's the donut credits. He's yeah. actually coming to Hollywood Nights, a holiday world. It's like my favorite enthusiast event ever i look forward yeah, to it every one i want to get to incredible but he's good nights and he's already told me he's bringing donuts so we are going to have a donut on trimless voyage wow i'm trying to keep excited it for that as long as i don't choke and have to get assisted off the ride i think i'll be all right yeah now 
I've heard you mention Zadra a few times. I've just got a random question. Have you read Iron Gwazi? I have indeed. Okay. Yes. You tell me your opinion. Zadra or Iron Gwazi? Or do you have one uh, that you like better? Um, so, um, I don't... Uh, I'll answer that question first and we'll go into favourite coasters. So, um, okay. I actually prefer Zadra over Iron Gwazi. Um, and the reason that I prefer it is... Um, it's a lot smoother so there's a lot more uh flowing uh to okay. zandra uh, the elements kind of work better with mm -hmm. iron guazi doesn't seem to flow uh, as well as it i'd think it should do okay. um, i think the, the um the crocodile dive is probably the best element on there other than that there's nothing really different uh, elements on there that i don't think zandra does for me okay. um and I think there's probably a bit more forceful airtime on Zandra uh, than th there is probably on Iron Gwazi, in my opinion. And when's the last time you rode Zandra? I'm just curious. Uh, so I actually did them nearly within a week of each other. So I actually came back from Florida and we went out to Nigelandia. Um, so it was uh, July last year we managed to get back over there. Okay, because... Our, the reason I'm asking, you know, everybody definitely has their own opinions on coasters, and I'm one that I will not ever form an opinion of a coaster based on what somebody else says. You know, I have 100%. to experience it myself. Yeah. Um, I heavily underestimated Iron Gwazi based on the POVs, and it's actually my number one coaster. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, our executive producer, Andrew, went to Energylandia. He thought Zodra was so boring, he wrote it once and didn't write it again. Yeah. So it depends. It, it's a thing. It depends on when. And, and that's just why I don't really have a number one um, yep. and number two. Because for me, um, it depends on circumstances because mm -hmm. it depends on how you're feeling that day. Yeah. Uh, it depends on who you're with. Uh, mm -hmm. It depends on the weather. You yeah. know, so, you know, it, there's so many factors and there's so many variations of how they're different. How yeah. can you say that that one is a better one than that yeah. one when that you might not be feeling the best that day, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, um, it really depends. And, and you are right. I never take anyone's um, trip report because um, I'm the one that rides it and I'm the one that gives my, my experience. Um, I, I will give an opinion if someone asks, but generally I'll say, well, just try it and then let me know. Um, yeah. And and the numbers speak for themselves. So, so everyone I'll ride it with or take over um, come off of it with a, a different mindset, definitely. Mm -hmm. So don't get mad at me, Andrew. Zondra's <laughs> still on my bucket list. The dream is still alive. It's, I'll be, I'm willing to take you over there. <laughs> There's still hope. Just remember um, the magic seat. <laughs> I can't wait. It, this will yeah. happen. This will happen. Yeah. This is like my dream trip. Yeah. This will happen. Not not right away, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, um, there's there's uh, many times to go over there and Brandon from Theme Park Predictions. Uh, as, yes, uh, I interviewed him previously on the podcast. Yeah, well. he's uh, we, me and him are really good friends. Um, he's awesome. He uses uh, a lot of my vi uh, photos actually in his uh, thumbnails. Um, okay. He reached out to me at the start, and uh, without doubt, he's brilliant. His videos are fantastic, and uh, he's meeting me over there to um, do a, a couple of days in Energylandia. So. Uh, pop over with him and we'll, uh, we'll show you around this trip i'll say it again 
it's on. It's a mission yeah. now. I will yeah. be there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. So I know you said you don't rank it you don't really rank coasters. Yeah. But you know, with all the coasters you've ridden, and I know you haven't got have a specific count, we all have those coasters that we love. And most of us, I wouldn't say all, most mm. of us have those coasters that we ride once. I call them one and dones, and I'm like, ah, never again, I'm not doing that again. Out of all the coasters you've ridden, what is your absolute favorite? If you have one favorite, or what are your favorites? Okay, so favorite, uh, without doubt, uh, is Velocicoaster. Um, Love it. Because, and there's so many different elements to it, um, from the queue line, which is, without doubt, one of the best queue lines you could walk around. Oh, yes. Um, the attention to detail, you're not even, it doesn't even feel like you're waiting 40 minutes, uh, you know, or whatever you're waiting for it. Um, the theming, I absolutely love Jurassic Park and to get on a ride, which is based on that, um, the, the technology behind that ride in terms of the, uh, the dinosaurs, the raptors running after the train as it goes past, um, the launches, they, at that time, um, how quick they were getting the trains out was just magnificent to see. Oh, that's incredible. Um, you know, to get as many one million riders as quick as what they did on that ride, it was unbelievable. Um, I went on it first, and I was a, very impressed with the front. Um, and then I did. I actually went to Bush Gardens, uh, did Iron Gwazi, and then I mm -hmm. got off Iron Gwazi, drove straight to Universal, and did um, Los Coaster. We've been a couple of hours. I love it. Um, yes. Yeah, and I uh, did the back row at night. Mm -hmm. and it was just one of the right. best experiences ever mm -hmm. um it was i was literally with my wife at the time um and it was just absolutely brilliant it really was and for me that uh, is one of my peak moments uh, i've had it with fury fury 325 as well that's another ride that i, oh. I rate really highly um, and again it's uh, it, it's just that flow to feeling like you're moving yes. you know, yeah and and that's what you feel with zandra it's the same with fury you've got okay. it just feels like you're flying type thing and it just seems to glide into each element okay more than just being thrown into them and you know we're trying to understand so, thank you yeah so mm -hmm. um but fury for me and it was just again i was on my own but with fury it was the staff in the in the uh in the actual station mm -hmm. right because they did the one click uh, lap bar where you can, they just yeah. might let you click one time mm -hmm. and they just say to you, hold it, but don't uh -huh. let go of it. Because once it clicks down, it will then you can't think so. And yep. you, the airtime you can get just from it's that one incredible. click. It's just, yeah, yeah, it really was. And the color of it, you know, it's just a fantastic ride. So I had to share too my love of Velocicoaster and Fury with you. Yeah. One of the things, and this just started out for me as a fun thing. I never really expected it to turn into what it turned into. Um, by the way, Velocicoaster is my number four and Fury is my number five. Yeah. Um, for fun, I started getting coaster tattoos. Just I saw somebody else that had tattoos and I really liked them. So now, like, I go through parks people see the braids they see all the coaster tattoos 
the piercings. I have got people that recognize me from literally everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. met in my entire life. Yeah. And uh, they want to get pictures taken with me. They want to talk to me. And it's a great conversation starter. People I've never met will just yeah. come up to me and start talking to me <laughs> about the tattoos and stuff. And it's just me being me doing what I do for fun. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it's crazy when it happens. It really is. Yeah. I had no idea that would actually become a thing. And I've been, we, I was in Kings Island one day where these people came up to me from Iowa and knew who um, I was. I was yeah. sitting in line. And knew, I live in Kentucky. I was yeah. in line for King to call back in July and in the dark. And there's this person behind me. Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture. I mean, it just happens in random places everywhere. But it's just like why I'm on this podcast. I will always stop and take the time. Yeah. You know, to I totally talk, agree. have that conversation because the smallest things like that just made people's day. Yeah. I and totally agree. You really don't realize what an impact, even a small interaction on my end, you know, mm. has on those people. So I'm really, totally I'm really happy to do it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I see, um, I see it quite a lot. So, um, I'm very good uh, friends with uh, a guy called Sean who does Theme Park Worldwide. And um, okay. when I spend time with him, uh, the amount of people that come up to him and it really makes their day. It really mm -hmm. does, um, and you can see how much it means to them. Um, you can see the nervousness when the people are coming, you know, trying to come to talk to you and stuff like that as well. Um, I, I get it. I, I got it uh, weirdly. Um, I actually get it more in America and Europe than I do mm -hmm. over here. Um, my follower base is more actually American based than it is English based, actually. Um, so when I've, I've done a number of road trips uh, across America, um, I've probably never been to a park where I've not been recognized. And that's probably for me the biggest, uh, biggest thing. It was like, wow, this is weird. This is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the people just go, well, I want to take you on this. I want to ride this with you. I want to sit with you and this yeah. kind of stuff. You know, it's very, it's very strange, but uh, great it's, in a way as well. Yeah. Very, very humbling for sure. Especially 100%. like when, and, and I mean, I remember there was one person that actually talked to me. And they're like, well, we saw you at Holiday World, but we were afraid to talk to you. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to talk to me. <laughs> no, exactly. Just come in, I'm more than happy, more than happy to, to talk to people. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And um, it's, it's interesting because every time I think is, you know, I've met as many people as I'm going to meet. I've made as many friends as I'm going to make. The circle grows again, like, oh, yes, there's yeah. more. And I'm just super excited to be a part of this community. And I, I look forward to everything that the future holds. Yeah, it's always updating. That's the thing with uh, enthusiasts. It's uh, the circle continues, you know, mm -hmm. the new people come in and want to share their experiences and that as well. So, but yeah, it's always changing. And that's what's good. So, we talked about your favorite coasters. You, you love Velocicoaster and Fury. For me, I have a few of those one-and-done coasters. Do you have just one Is that, that is your least favorite, or are there more than one? Um, so, 
This is where I think I'm going to split opinions quite a bit. So my one and done, and I would never go on it again, is X2. Oh! Yeah. Tell me um, more. So I have never gone on a coaster. And when I was waiting in the queue line, it was, it was actually a British couple, which was uh, on the ride. And they come off and they looked at us and went, that was brutal. And we were like, right, okay it's not that sure. bad surely yeah. um and it's the only ride where I, I was i would have been quite happy getting off halfway through um and to the point my uh, girlfriend now my wife at the time um i could see her crying because it was that brutal um and i, I would never want to go through that again in terms of the uh, the actual pain it put me through that kind of uh, ruined the rest of the day because of having kind of such a headache because of that wow. so um now i have been told that this it must have been where we were sat so we were sat towards the back and i was on the outside seats which probably didn't help the a lot back outside i've heard is by far the most yeah intense and um i just i wouldn't want to go through that again not at all so that would be my one and done okay so I've heard about X2 blacking people out. Yeah. What was painful about it? Was it headbanging? I mean, what was so brutal? It's, yeah, so headbanging. The restraints really don't help that coaster at all. Um, they're a very strange restraint that feels like you're being um, kind of crushed in, really. But um, it was just literally just headbanging. It oh. just, it does not, it does not stop all the way around. The first oh, drop is. Uh, an amazing experience but after that i've been more than happy to stop the ride and get off it was it was that brute and when i look over and i see my partner in pain it's not a right it's not a a fun ride when you have to go through that i'm gonna ask a question too because head banging for me i'm only five three Mm -hmm. is a major issue you know on a lot of these coasters with over the shoulder restraints like the yeah. old you know arrow loopers and stuff how tall are you so i'm about 5 11 my partner's around about and it five, was four, still five. beating your head yeah so your so your head was still down inside the restraint yeah yeah okay uh, it was just and literally i had to come off and go i need time out and for a part where you've got to try and do coast to coast to coast just to try and get all the 19 in um mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never go on it again. And I've I, I vouched that. I was close to going back recently, and I was like, there's one ride I'm going to completely miss. Wow. That does yeah. not get me any more excited. <laughs> and that's when you when you said earlier right, about going on it. Yeah. It's just... I, I, won't that's my sit towards the, I won't sit towards the back, because yeah. you're the second person that's told me this. Yeah. I go towards the front. I think I'll go on the inside. Inside seat, without doubt. Inside, yeah. towards the front. Start yeah. with that, and then go from there, or maybe not. Yeah, there's a there's a ride at Blackpool Pleasure Beach called uh, Grand National as well, and that's uh, that's another brutal one as well. Um, that is, a, I mean, it's a nineteen. Which uh, one is that again? Uh, the Grand National at um, Pleasure Beach, um, okay. which is. It's about a 1920 coaster, so it's a very old coaster. And, and where is uh, Pleasure Beach at? Uh, Blackpool um, in the UK. Okay. And 
because it's a listed coast, so they can't really do anything with it. There was talk some time ago about um, RMC in it, but they just can't do it because it's a listed actual uh, ride. And uh, that's another one as well, which is just every time it's just painful. You can feel your back, the shots oh. up your back as you're going around it. It's just not pleasant in the slightest. Yeah, anything that induces constant pain, yeah. I'm done. Um, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. It, it, it's just a, a bit of enjoyment and a bit yeah. of, I don't mind it. I don't mind a bit of pain. When you go on Hyperion, there's a little rattle, but it's actually yeah. quite a funny rattle mm -hmm. <laughs> because it only happens halfway through the ride. But then it's actually still a fantastic ride. Yeah, I didn't mind the rattle on King to Call. I know a lot of people complain about it. Yeah. For me, it just made the ride more invigorated. Yeah. I like Towards it. the back. Yeah, I, I rode. I rode in the back several times, and yeah, I had a bunch of people warn me, "Don't ride in the back." Mm. Once I got in the back, I liked it. Yeah, I didn't mind, but it didn't. But it wasn't painful. No, and I am but, prone to headaches. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't give me a headache. And people complain about those over the shoulder restraints. Well, they're really thin, and they come out from the body. Mm. I was able to let go and just keep my hands up and push my head forward some. Yeah. So I didn't have any problem with that on that particular ride. Yeah. I'm just wondering on X2 if there is any trick to preventing that. Because I know with some of the uh, B&M inverts with the over-the-shoulder yeah. restraints, I have to hold on and keep my head all the way back. Yeah. And that'll keep it from beating around. And I don't know with X2 if there's a way to prevent that or not. If there's a trick, I'd love to know. But yeah, it, it was it, the trick that I never knew, uh, you know, and I've watched quite a few videos on it beforehand as well. It, it's, a, it's a magnificent looking coaster, don't get me wrong. And it was, it's amazing how it works, you know, the engineering yeah. behind it back then when it was built. But yeah, it's not for me. Definitely not. Okay. All right. So now we are going to exit the coaster time warp. And we're going to fast forward a bit. You were telling me through our messaging on Instagram that UK has a new tallest coaster that's yes. coming to Fort Park. Please share more with us about that. Okay, so we've got uh, Project Exodus at the moment. Um, so it's uh, finally getting a new... Uh, tallest coaster and to put that into context 94 the big one was built and that was the tallest coaster in the uk let's think about that a little bit so if america had the same coasters we did the tallest coaster you'd be looking at magnum as your tallest coaster in the world well oh, in in america yeah. so for us to get a, a coaster which is taller than the big one um it's a really good thing coming to us. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be hopefully opening um, next year. So for the uh, 2024 season. Um, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the updates of it. There's going to be a whole new, complete new area um, of the actual park as well. 236 feet tall. Um, so, okay, again, nowhere near, nowhere near any of the American kind of uh, coasters. But for us, uh, we have a really strange height limit across all of our parks mm -hmm. uh, that we can't go too far. 
Um, but yeah, okay. I'm really looking forward to it. I believe it's going to be in Mac, Mac Ride. I have seen some pictures okay. of Mac um, items so being. I was going to ask who the manufacturer was. Okay. Yeah, and it's a, a really strange concept, but I'm looking forward to seeing what the overall developments will be, and and seeing what Fort Park can do. I mean, they haven't had a coast at Fort Park since 2012. I mean, that's 10 years, you know, wow. nearly 11 years yeah. without a coaster. Um, you know, it's great to finally get some investment. Well, that's definitely exciting. And I'll tell you, the, the latest developments I've seen come from mock rides are just incredible. And they yeah, keep Royal getting Happiness. better. I'm a huge fan of Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City. But when yeah. our executive producer, Andrew, went on his European coaster trips last year, he got to experience Ride to Happiness. Yeah. And... That, that's another one. It's uh, at the top or near the very top of my that bucket ride. list. He said it makes time travel look like a kitty coaster. Yep, it does. And, oh, and I did mean to mention this earlier. Andrew may not be overly thrilled about your opinion on Zadra, but Andrew, he redeemed himself with Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster yeah. uh, <laughs> was Andrew's He's, an, he's a huge intimate fan. It's his favorite. It was his number one coaster for a very long time. And um, I was actually quite shocked because I didn't think anything would top Velocicoaster. And I knew if anything would, it would be an intimate. Yeah. It was Taron. Taron was mine for a long time. Uh, the experience of Taron was uh, is a fantastic ride. Um, ride of Happiness is really... Uh, ride of Happiness is... Uh, a, a very very well done ride what mm -hmm. is there's two elements to which which is very um a bit strange really so you'll never get the same ride twice okay it's always because it's a, it's a free spinning coaster so yep. you can so what we try to do uh, is we got me and dan uh, on one side and my son jake on the other which will allow the weight distribution to be out when you'd go round, so you get a bit yeah. more of a, a more of a filling spill spin. Mm -hmm. um, but yet you so it's great in that aspect, but you'll never be able to experience it the same again. So you could go to someone that's an amazing ride, go mm -hmm. on it, but actually they might not even get a spin. You know, you generally find there is that. So on the launch, there is an aspect of it pushes you into a spin, so you'll yeah. always go round and do something, but. Um, you, you'll never get the same ride twice and that's what's a bit strange about it great in one way but also you know you can never experience it again and i'm curious too what puts velocicoaster over Terran for you uh for me uh Taran was great when it was first opened uh loads of other coasters have come far past it since then okay um so yeah i i absolutely adore Taran, the the actual area uh, of it but when you then for me when i went back on it a couple of years later other coasters have overtaken it by that point okay makes sense to definitely to each their own that's well i've heard mixed reviews so i'm definitely interested to see how that pans out once i get to experience it for myself yeah now in our conversations i find this one highly interesting because you live in the uk but yet you were telling me that you have a connection with Cedar Point 
in Sandusky, Ohio. Will you please tell our audience more about that special connection with Cedar Point? Yeah, so it was the connection was um, for me and uh, my friend Dan. Uh, so um, Dan wanted to do something quite special for his partner. And um, we, after many emails, bearing in mind this was to see uh, the fair directors, this we sent it to anything and everybody that could uh, think. What he wanted to do was propose to his partner up on the top of Val Raven. Ooh. And um, at that time of year, they don't do it because weather permitted, it goes a little bit cold and rainy, unpredictable. So see the point, don't actually do that. Um, and after multiple emails and uh, 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 many social media posts, we managed to do an exclusive tour for him uh, to be able to go up there um, and... Um, I was proposed to his uh, his future wife um, on the top of uh, Val Raven. Um, was that caught on even, video? Yes, it is. It's all caught on video, and uh, it was also when she was up the top there. I also produced and made a video for him to show about the journey of their life together as well. And it, they showed that before we went down on one knee. That is absolutely incredible! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and it was from uh, Cedar Point, we felt wasn't really help, wanted to help and support us to them allowing us to do everything. So they even did the Sunshine Tour. They actually went into the uh, coaster sheds when they were operating them to kind of, you know, they did the whole package for them, uh, just for them to only uh, to make the day more special. And it was fantastic to see. Um, what year was this? Like, this was last year. Just last year? Yeah, last oh my year. Goodness. Yeah. So is that on the um, YouTube channel? So it will. So it's a separate thing that Dan did, uh, and it will, we will put it on the channel soon. Okay. That's, that's something yeah. I would definitely love to see. Yeah, it was a, a fantastic experience for them, and uh, it was great to be a part of. Now, I know you are definitely a multi-talented individual. You are a YouTuber with some of the most awesome videos I've ever seen. And, um, but you're also a very talented photographer. Yeah. Tell me more about your, specifically with coaster photography, what inspired you to get started? So it was really strange. So I picked up a camera, um, through just a friend really. And I, loved going to theme parks and i i see coasters of uh, as art i think mm -hmm. some of the detailing that goes into these structures uh, the theme that goes into these structures are art i really do um velocicoaster is a great example of that you know there's so many rides out there that are absolutely fantastic works of art and at the time, I, I didn't see anybody taking these pictures and showing them off in the detail that they deserved. They were You would have the standard pictures of what you would normally see, but the, the actual detailing of the mechanisms, uh, the kind of structure and that as well, I just didn't see people doing it. Um, so I just literally started taking pictures. I thought, well, I might as well combine my two loves, theme parks, and there's nothing better than having a camera 
mm-hmm. and you could go to a park and I could not go on a ride the whole day and take pictures and I'd still come out the happiest man ever because if you get the right picture uh, it's the best feeling in the world so yeah and I just literally just went from there and then someone just said you should put them on Instagram and uh, reluctantly for first of all I was like no I'm I'm fine because it was like a little bit of confidence in terms of mm-hmm. you know what, what could people say and then it went from there it just snowballed and you've literally exploded on Instagram how many followers are you up to now uh, so it's 104,000 uh, yeah. we're up to um, and it literally there was one one photo that changed everything for me and it was a when i was at porta ventura we did a uh, a photo of me pretending to swallow the train of uh, shambhala oh. and um it was my first 1000 liked photo and from that point then it just went up from there and just you know i know this is off the uh, list of questions we had but it's just a thought that i had how did this lead into youtubing so the the youtubing is actually something totally different so if you ever look at any of my social medias i generally don't really promote my youtube channel Mm -hmm. um so my youtube channel is now really down to um history i can look back at it and go this is what i've done over my time and if you look back at the really start ones my son jake was free Mm-hmm. and literally of someone doesn't really go on coasters and i've got him then going through his journey and our mm-hmm. journey together and what what i love about both taking photos and doing the vlogs um is it brings back to the emotional memories of being there without being there um so i can pull up any of my photos and i have a mm-hmm. weird when people watch me um, I've got all my photos on my phone and I yeah. scroll through them and I can tell you where each one is within seconds in the album because I can do it by my journey through mm-hmm. the theme park, my theme park trips. And it's the same for when I'm editing my vlogs. Like, for instance, some of them was done last year. Um, you miss some of the memories and stuff that you had and the, yes. the fun and the jokes and that as well. Um, and that's why I do it. So my YouTube it's really for me and looking back mm-hmm. and reliving that the highlight reel. I get that totally. It's been a few years ago. You were talking about art. I don't know if you know this. I'm actually an elementary art teacher Okay. in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, working, I've been teaching for 24 years, 19 in the same school, working with, you know, inner city urban kids provides a lot of uh, challenges that you know everybody's not equipped to handle and it's definitely been a wonderful learning experience for me over the past you know 19 years where I am that I've been you know an honor and a privilege to be a part of and help turn our school around from a school that no one really wanted to attend to a school that has a waiting list. Anyway, a few years ago, I had this child who's now, well, it's been, okay, he's in fourth grade now. So it was when he was first grade. Having one of the most extreme meltdowns I've experienced. 
I mean, was wow. responding to nothing. Could not get him to, you know, de-escalate, talk to me. He was get, turning violent. So I did call the school security monitor. And while I was standing there trying to keep him safe and other kids from getting harmed, I literally pulled up a video from one of my coaster trips. Yeah. I had him on one side. <laughs> just <laughs> there. And I just watched it because I'm like, okay, you're not going to lose your job today. Let's just remember this. Mm -hmm. You're not going to lose your job. You're going to stay calm because, you know, yeah. when kids are in crisis like that, it hardly, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has to do mainly with trauma they've experienced, you know, and learning how yeah. to help them assess that. Um, but in that moment, I felt like I was absolutely going to snap and say or do something I shouldn't. So yeah, I, I pulled up a was a video I made of Fury that day. Fury, yeah. even though it's my number five coaster, it's like my it's my I feel like I'm dancing with Fury when I ride it. It's yeah. so relaxing. And um, you know, another quick story for me. I had a real big problem happen back in november through december i was eating popcorn and for the first time in my life right before thanksgiving i broke a tooth it was my bottom back tooth that broke wow. and originally they were just you know going to put a crown on it and that sort of thing well after i got to the dentist then I had to wait for the process of, you know the permanent crown to be made yada yada, yada. it really it was more painful than he said it should be. So I yes. right before when they were supposed to put this thing on, like the week or before Christmas, I told him, I said, you said this shouldn't hurt like this. And I, I mean, he literally, he said, okay, let's see how much pain you have. He pushed his thumb down on my tooth and I damn well near came out of the chair. I mean, it, it lit me up. He said, you're right. This no, this shouldn't be hurting like this. So he sent me over to the specialist where they could do this 3D X-ray. And of course, this only happens to one to two percent of people, and I happen to be the one. <laughs> I had what was what was called resorption happening, where my body was literally eating the inside of the tooth and burying infection in my could get in the bloodstream could become quite dangerous and you don't really know it's happening until the shit hits the fan you right. know and you're in icu yeah. or whatever so they said listen this tooth you got to get this out this has to come out so long story short that day i went back across town the dentist removed the tooth and i thought okay you know this is all gonna get better well, of course, right over Christmas break, when the dentist office was closed for days, my pain went from 10 to 10 million. It was, oh my God, all day, every day, all the way across the whole left half of my face. Oh, It would spasm and shoot up into my head. I would wake up out of my sleep and just have to sit for like 45 minutes with an ice packet on my face. 
Like, if somebody cannot get me out of this misery, take me out in the street and shoot me now. I, I can't, I can't keep living like this. It was just wow. all day, every day trying to ignore the pain and distract myself. Well, you know, they put me on an antibiotic to get rid of the infection. Well, on top of that, I developed a dry socket. So I, I got double whammy. It was dry socket with the, basically all that infection from the inside was all hell was breaking loose once the tooth came out. So I had a coaster trip planned. It was, I was, I'm a teacher. I was off school for two weeks. I decided, and this was a very impromptu decision. I usually plan my trips out well in advance. I'm like, I, we're, you know, we're in our off season here where I live. Everything's closed down for the season till April. Like, I have got to go ride some coasters before I go back to work. Because I had literally been in pain for, starting with that whole episode, for over about a month. Wow. All day, every day. And it was just hell. Yeah. Like, I've got to go do something. Well, man, it's got rid of the infection. But the pain, I guess from that dry socket, it wasn't leaving. Wasn't leaving. I'm like, one way or another, I'm taking this trip. I don't care how bad it hurts. I'm taking the trip. And um, yeah, we did this crazy trip. I drove 1,500 miles in three and a half days. We went down to Carowinds, then went to Williamsburg and King's Dominion the next day. And we just had very specific coasters we wanted to ride because. Um, the you know there was a limited number of rides open we've been to the park before and the the main agenda of the trip was fury um twisted timbers and king's dominion and pantheon at bush gardens williamsburg well i'm not shitting you on this i had 10 rides on fury it was december 29th that night after those rides on fury all the pain was gone. Wow. It didn't come back. I That's told really people, big. I said, this is like the healing power of the sting. Mm, yes. I mean, how <laughs> else to explain it? Yeah. The pain I had been in for a month was gone. Just gone. Yeah. And it didn't return. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, amazing how we can continue the trip even if we are in pain just to get back on a coaster. Yeah, it's just curious to cure for all things. I'm now committed I have to get back down there at least once a year just to do a Fury Marathon right as many times yeah. as I can because that, that thing is good for my soul. It really mm. is. It, it's just fantastic. Yeah. So look back to photography. What accomplishments do you have as a photographer? So I, I think, well, the main one is obviously the follower base. Um, you know, it still uh, still confuses me daily that I have that many people that just want to mm -hmm. look at what I do. Um, and uh, I, I never take that for granted. I really don't. Um, I think the... Getting the thousand likes was the uh, one of the first ones for me. I would just, I would never in my wildest dreams think I'd ever get anywhere near that. And to get that, um, you know, I, I started an official like a thousand like club, 
which all my photos went into like a little bracket and then I would then do a poll of which one that people thought were the best at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and parks using them as well. The amount of parks that, um, you know, I take some uh, photos as well on there and they use them photos and just seeing them in the parks and stuff as well. Um, that's the accomplishment. It really is. It's, it makes it all worthwhile of carrying that camera bag, which is, mm-hmm very heavy around with you in itself you know Mm -hmm. and i don't uh, i think people um you know think it comes really easy it doesn't you know it's uh there's a there's a lot of time effort money that goes into uh these photos um and the videos that we do um Mm -hmm. you know and and to be acknowledged by people as being one of the best out there uh for me is uh is definitely uh, keeps me going now with the following that you have i'm sure this isn't the first time you've heard the next question i'm going to ask or the last time you'll hear it is your work available to be purchased and if so where um so it's actually not um so um through the pandemic um one of my commitments uh, to everybody and it's still is available now is all my work is available for free oh, um, so nice. uh, the, the reason is for that through the pandemic uh, a lot of people um, got into a really bad state just changing your mobile phone uh, screenshot sc- uh, screen uh, saver a picture mm-hmm. on the wall can make a world of difference to someone um, so, and I didn't think it was right to charge people to try and get their mindsets back on track by doing that. So any single one of my photos I've ever taken uh, is on a Google Drive. And if anybody ever wanted any of them photos, they were always available for someone just to have for free. And then they could then uh, make it into their own picture with whatever they wanted to. Um, I, I don't believe in charging uh, for my work, I think I can do a lot more for the community um, by giving back um, to um, f- to these people to see my work and have it on their phone. You know, I have asked this question to several people over the number of interviews I've done, and that is the first time I've heard that response. And yeah. I almost at a loss for words. I mean, yeah. your your mission is so spot on with what we're trying to do here with this podcast. Yeah. You know, and just help people. And yeah. I, you know, I see a lot of people and interact with a lot of people that are helping people. But I mean, just taking it to the next level. Yeah. And um wow. Thank you so yeah. much for doing that. Cause I'm sure that has again, you know, had far more of an impact on far, far more people than you could begin to imagine. Yeah. So keep on doing what you're doing because the world and the community need more people. Yeah, I totally Thank agree. You. And it's even now people come up to me and show me that on their phones, the screen, my work as their screensavers, and mm-hmm. it touches a lot of people. And like I said, just being able just to change a photo or mm-hmm. a picture on someone's wall in their house or in the room that they may have been stuck in makes a big deal. It really does. So, from that point, I committed that I would never charge for what I do. Um, it would literally be available. And for instance, 
you know, if your favourite park is Universal, I have a, a folder full of all my Universal photos. So you could work your way through them and go, I'll have that one or that one. Um, and it's just a link that I send through uh, and you can have access to them all. Um, and that's what we did with Brandon, uh, Theme Park Predictions, he asked. Mm-hmm. And he's got the, my full catalogue of nearly 50,000 photos to his um, to, to literally just use whenever he wants to. Um, and he keeps saying to me, I owe you a drink. And uh, yes, he does. But at the end of, end of the day, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing my work and then helping someone out like uh, like Brandon. Yeah, the gift that keeps on giving for sure. Yeah. Now, this next question I'm going to ask you, there's a reason I'm asking it. We've just recently added it to our list of interview questions for the podcast. One of our kids that was previously interviewed before I joined the podcast, he unexpectedly passed away this year. And, you know, he was, I think... Dustin Lystra was his name. And um, I never knew this kid. But looking at all the posts that poured out through social media, he had a very Tai connection with Coaster Kids and that sort of thing. This kid touched more people in his short life than a lot of people, I feel like, touch that live a long, long time. Looking at, you know, yourself and your connection with family friends colleagues you know both inside the community and outside what kind of legacy would you like to leave how would you like to be remembered um i I just want to be remembered as being for me the main thing is uh, the best dad um, i could ever be um to uh, my children um whatever other people may think it's what they think is the main thing for me uh and every day even when i come back in f- from work um they want to know what time i'm back because i just want to see me uh, and that for me is the huge massive impact that i have um i, I want to be known as a, the person that when they wanted to do something did it you know if i've got a dream yes. i did it yes. um, one of my guilty pleasures is wrestling and um i always wanted to go to wrestlemania and i grew up on um wrestling back in the days of hulk hogan randy savage yeah i the wwf and i think it was called the nwa at the time yeah that's it my father Literally had it on the TV all the time. So yeah. I know wrestling very well. Yeah. So I it's my guilty pleasure. I absolutely love it. Oh, I really do. And my dream was to go to WrestleMania. Okay. And my wife went one year, we're going to go to WrestleMania. And we literally booked yes. the tickets. And we went to New York to go and watch it in New York. And that, that for me is what I've, feel people should do continuously is if you want to do something go and do it because you never know in life how something could change within instant within an instant um you know i've lost my my dad uh, very quickly Mm -hmm. um you know and it really does teach you 
just go after your dreams. If I've ever wanted to ride a coaster, I've gone and done it because what could happen tomorrow? So I, I always want to be adventurous, fun, why I'm doing it and, uh, you know, and uh, make sure that I, um, I have my family along with me. You are very much in alignment with not just the way I think, but the way I live, because thoughts are useless if you don't put them into action. Yeah. One is, like you said, just continuously being the best version of yourself that you can be, and you don't really know what the best is, you keep getting better. Yeah, definitely. You know, when, you keep, when you keep pushing yourself to getting be- to get better, you know, professional standpoint, personal standpoint, you know, relationships with people. And, you know, for me, like my whole fitness thing too, I'm like, crap, I'm 47 years old and I just did something I've never been able to do in my entire life. I don't even know what my best is. Yeah. Because I keep, things keep happening. A few years ago, I would have said you were crazy. That's not possible. And, you know, my my other thing is, I I don't half-ass anything. And I will tell people, I won't take on more that I than what I can do, and do it right. You know, yeah. Do do it and do it with passion. Give it all you got, or don't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am that person. Yes, I am. I am very much that person. Yeah. And uh, and there are times, you know, I've had to learn the word no mm-hmm. because. If you spread yourself too thin, then you're really not able to do anything and do it right because you've got your attention diverted in too many different directions. So, I yeah, I agree. I've had I've had many opportunities to progress myself in many ways mm-hmm. um, over the years, and I've turned them down a number of times because I don't want to get to that point and fail. I'd rather be the best where I am in that in that kind of area and um you know and that's for me is the most important thing being comfortable and being the best in that yes. area yes 100% and you know we are actually getting ready to launch a whole other component of coaster challenge that I'm going to be actually the person that's running the show we're going to be expanding to the Coast Challenge Network, not just from a podcast, but, you know, one of the things we talked about when we, when we were discussing this is I've got a nice, you know, long list of interviews that I'm going to complete first before I begin this next component so I can fully give my attention to that yep. and, you know, make it as successful, hopefully more successful even you know than the podcasting has been as well and i still intend to continue podcasting but i need to get this next chapter up and off the ground and running and then from there i'll figure out how to balance the two out because i definitely i want to keep it fun i don't want to ever get it to the point you know where it's stressful because then Mm -hmm. once it's stressful i'm not going to do my best work correct yeah and so our final question and this is Totally for our audience. I know where to find you and contact you if need be. Where can people find you 
on social media? What are your different outlets if they want to look at your pictures, contact yeah. you, or just find out more about you in general? Of course. So um, we're on Facebook. Um, I've then got inst- my Instagram account. Um, I actually had two Instagram accounts, um, but I've dropped one, uh, and I'm literally just sticking to the one Instagram account now, uh, and that's Thrill Rides Photography. Um, and that's where pretty much everything goes on there. Uh, when we go on trips as well, uh, we, we try and put loads of content on there as well. Um, my YouTube channel, which is also Thrill Rides Photography, um, and I'm on Twitter uh, under uh, TR, um, TRP uh, for, uh, Photography as well. Um, and Twitter is, a, I think, a platform which is um, growing hugely and uh, trying to get on board with that a lot more. Um, and then also TikTok. We've all got to get on TikTok at some point. It's the uh, the latest craze, and I think it's the for me the uh, social media platform that's given me the most fun. Again, when it comes to uh, social media, actually, I think Instagram is slowly dying. Personally, mm-hmm. um, I think that we need to go into other aspects, and I think TikTok's probably that platform at the moment, which do a fantastic job of. Um, giving back to creators um, by the stuff that they allow you to do from the lives, uh, from the gestures, from the gifts that they can do as well. So that's something we're going to explore massively this year. All right. Well, that might just be the kick in the rear end. I need to finally get out of the stone ages and get on TikTok. I haven't joined that platform yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. I want to thank you so much for being my guest. I've really, really enjoyed this. Thank you for sharing your story with our audience. And I'm just, I know you've inspired a lot of people. Uh, thank you. It's good. That's what we're here for. Definitely. Thanks for having me. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed the, uh, the, uh, the interview. I've, um, I hopefully people get to understand a little bit more about me. Uh, also about the, the Coaster Challenge uh, podcast as well. So my followers coming over to, uh, to give you a listen as well. Definitely. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.